Welcome to the Chronically Courageous Podcast. I'm your host, Bonnie Howard. Since I was a child, I've had chronic pain, yet was told time and time again that it was all in my head. So I pushed through my symptoms and I built a successful career until I found myself crouched on the floor of my office, barely conscious. After finally getting a diagnosis, I had to learn how to embrace the life I've been given as fully and happily as possible. Now, it's my mission to help you do the same. Join my guests and I each week for inspiring stories and tips on navigating the complexities of chronic illness. Together, I believe we can move forward with courage, passion, and purpose. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to The Chronically Courageous. This is episode number 45. I can't believe it. I started this show in April of 2020, and I'm recording this now in March of 2021. So it is coming up on my one-year anniversary. And I thought, what a good time to catch up people on kind of where I've been. I, I don't talk too much about my former journey anymore. And new listeners may be wondering, well, who is this Bonnie? And what right does she have to tell me about healing? So rightfully so, I want you guys to hear a little bit about where I've been, because I come to this from a place of complete empathy and compassion, because I have been where many of you have been. And I want you to hear a little bit about my story. And I also want my um, existing listeners and my new listeners to hear a little bit about where I see things going for me and what I see happening for the show in the future. So I happen to have done an interview on another podcast, The Lawyer of Attraction. I was interviewed by Paula Kid Casey about a month ago, actually a month exactly ago from the date that this episode will air. We recorded this February 23rd, 2021. And I thought, you know, why don't I share this episode with you from Paula's podcast where she interviewed me and you can that way get caught up kind of on what's been going on with me and where I've come from and where I'm going. And I hope you all enjoy it so much. And I also am sending you lots of love and I hope you have a great week. And thank you again so much for sticking with me here and tuning into the show. I really, really appreciate your loyalty. And if you're new here, welcome to the Chronically Courageous family. Enjoy the episode. Hello, this is Paula Kid Casey, and I'm the Lawyer of Attraction. Welcome to my show on the Law of Attraction Radio Network. So happy you're here this week. I've got another great show lined up. I found a wonderful lady that has literally healed herself from being able to not even move to being able to climb to the top of a mountain. So I wanted to share her information with you. It's so important and so critical right now in this time of life that we're in, in this world that we're in, to understand there's hope and there's so much out there that once we understand the magic and the natural laws of the universe that we can actually plug into, that we can change our lives, we can change our health, we can change the world. So I want to welcome Bonnie Fleischman Howard to our show, and we'll be right back with Bonnie. 
And we are back with my guest, Bonnie Fleischman-Howard. Bonnie, thank you so much for being on my show. It's my pleasure, Paula. So happy to be here. Well, it's my pleasure to have you. I haven't known Bonnie for very long, but uh, she reached out to me about a month ago and I was on her show and I was so enthralled by her story that I really wanted to share it with you. She has a podcast, The Chronically Courageous, and it is about uh, really healing yourself. It's it's getting getting healthy, and she uses her mind and has so many amazing things. So, Bonnie, I'd love for you to share with my listeners your story because it's you know it's such an interesting story, and it and it's got such a great ending. I know we're never done with our ending, but you you got such a good journey. Thank you. Yes, that's true. I am still very much on my journey, but uh, have made some great strides forward in this past year especially so uh so my story is one of um chronic illness is kind of the the primary story and i had from the time i was a child i had digestive issues i had chronic pain and we never quite understood where that all came from and it was it was kind of dismissed and I was told I was a hypochondriac and that maybe it was anxiety and yeah, all these things. So I went through my life and I just, you know, I was always a very type A person. So I just kind of pushed through and tried to Mm -hmm. ignore it all and did the best I could with my situation. And then some strange things started to happen. Gosh, when I was, when I was pregnant, I started to have a lot of other sorts of pain. And then a little bit after having my first child, my first and only child, I wound up in the emergency room with excruciating pain in my right shoulder. And they sent me away and they said, oh, it's just a strained neck. You're fine. Mm-hmm. You just go home, take some codeine. You'll be just fine. So I did that. I went home and I took my, my medicine. Well, in the middle of the night, I started to feel that my right arm was just becoming numb. I I was losing sensation in my arm. So I called my mother and I said, you know, mom, I don't know what's happening here, but I'm starting to feel like my right arm's going numb and it's a little concerning. And she said, oh, it's probably from the medicine. I said, yeah, but my left arm feels just fine. So that doesn't really make sense. It's not right arm medicine. It's not just (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So I... I survived through the night, even though I was in so much pain, I barely made it through the night. And then my mother came over in the morning. And by that point, I was in so much pain, I couldn't even get out of bed. So she called an ambulance to have them assist me to get to the hospital. And I got there. And sure enough, they wound up doing an MRI. And they discovered that my spine was impinged. And I had a couple of uh, discs that were completely eroded. And long story oh. short, my, my right arm became completely paralyzed. I was unable to move my right arm. So and this was right after having a little baby. So you have a little one. Yeah, he was, to take care of. he was about, I'm trying to think how old he was at that. He was about a year and a half-ish at that time, close to two years. Yeah, so he wasn't brand new, but it was he was new enough. <laughs> Harder to take care of that age. You're, you're chasing him by this point in time. Exactly. So. Exactly. So, uh, so long story short, I wound up having to go through emergency surgery. And um, they told me that I, had I not had that surgery, that I would have likely become a quadriplegic. Oh, so wasn't much a blessing. That they found that then, though. It really was. It really, really was. So, and what, you know, ha- what was that part of your chronic um, health issues that it was degenerating your spine, or did they know what happened? 
So at that time, they had no idea why it happened. There was no rhyme or reason. There wasn't any particular accident or any incident that had happened that they could correlate it to. It just was like out of the blue. This this strange thing just happened to me. It wasn't until years later, actually about three years ago at the age of, gosh, I think I was about 46, 47 when I got the diagnosis with Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. And that is a connective tissue disorder. And it, it does do things like it degenerates your spine. Oh, it degenerates wow. all your connective tissues or just um, all the, the glue essentially that holds your body together was just totally dysfunctional. So oh, no. it explained everything. It explained. And um, you were born with this, right? This is It's a genetic condition. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. They, so I got that diagnosis along with several others. I also got a diagnosis with a condition called dysautonomia, which is a neurological condition that causes low blood pressure, um, sometimes just wild fluctuations in blood pressure from high to low, but mine mostly is just extremely low so that I feel like I'm going to pass out often, or I used to, not so much anymore. And yes, because I'm healing, exactly. And it it affects uh, heart rate, it affects digestion. So all these things all of a sudden made sense. I'm like, okay, so this this is why I've had all these issues all my life. And that was in my 40s. And I was, you know, I was in the corporate world. Let me just interrupt you. Up until then, you really didn't know what it was. And you still soldiered on, right? You still had to raise a child. You, you, you had a career in the financial market. I mean, so yeah, everybody out there that's going through this, I mean, she, she still had to get up every morning, even through all this, right? I did. I did. I somehow, you know, I really didn't see it as an option to not Right. do what I was doing. I was at that point, I was a single mother. Uh, so my, my son was dependent upon me for, you know, his well-being and his, you know, being taken care of financially. So it didn't seem like much of an option to do anything other than just keep moving forward. So I did until I got to the point where I was getting so sick in the office that they finally said, you can't do this anymore. This isn't going to work. I mean, I was you know, I'd be having a conversation with somebody and, and I would be stooped down on the floor and they looked at me and they said, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm trying not to pass out. <laughs> to me, that was... And this was just a few years ago, right? I mean, you, you kept soldiering on. I think, did you say just a couple years ago you retired from that? About five years ago okay. is when I stopped work. Five or six years ago is when I stopped working and I've been on disability for the past few years so yeah, it was just just quite a journey. I had a hip replacement a little over a year ago. I had a pacemaker put in about three or four years ago. So just a, a whole slew of of things, you know, several epidurals in my back for back pain. Um, so it was just it was quite a journey. And you know, when I got the diagnosis, the biggest thing I felt was relief because I was like, right. oh, thank God, I'm not crazy. I didn't imagine all this, and I didn't make it up. And if you have a diagnosis, usually there's something they can do, right, to, to make it better. When they don't know what it is, it's you. You feel like there's nothing. There's no hope to make it better. Yeah, there's no. There's nowhere to go with it. But you know, but the thing about this diagnosis is, it was kind of a. A, a hopeless diagnosis, sadly, because they said, well, what you've got is incurable, chronic, and degenerative. So basically, oh. you're screwed. <laughs> the rest <laughs> of your life is like, you know, just kind of see what happens. So, so I do want to 
now that you're not against medical treatment because you've obviously had that and that's helped. Mm -hmm. But I think what you discovered, which I thought was just fascinating, is there's something more that you do on top of that, right? Yes. So much, so yeah. much. So that's really been my my journey over the over this past year. So I, like Paula, started a podcast and I um through my podcast, I discovered several people that had been on a similar journey and had healed and almost miraculously. And I just got really, really curious about what are these people doing? Well, gosh, if they can do it, then why can't I? So I started to delve deeper into that. I had a couple people on my podcast that had gone on this journey and were now living these amazing lives and helping other people to heal. And I started working with a health coach and I started to rewire my brain, which is essentially, you know, just imagining yourself seeing your life as though as the way you want it to be mm -hmm. and really just, you know, doing a lot of visualization and really just taking away those negative brain loops that we tell ourselves like, oh, you're, you're never going to be better. You're always going to be sick. And instead thinking... I, you know, I'm getting well, I am getting healthy. I am capable of this. I'm empowered to heal. So and I know we talked about, you love Dr. Joe Dispenza, right? Oh, love, love, love. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and although I'm not sure he says law of attraction a hundred percent of the time, I mean, it, it's all the same concepts, right? That we become yeah. what we think about and the neuroplasticity of our brain. And he, I love him because he gives us a science to allow us to believe it because you and I both know belief is so important. And the fact that you had these people on your podcast and it worked for them gave you this foundation of, well, hell, it works for them. Maybe it works for you, and the belief is in there. Now, you've only had this podcast for about a year, right? Yeah, it's actually um, April will be one full year. Yeah, yeah. and just mm -hmm. exploded, and just I mean, not only the podcast, but what it's done for your life, uh, right? Unbelievable! It's been absolutely unbelievable. I mean, just to give you an idea, so when I started my the podcast, I had just been recovering from hip surgery and I was, you know, I wasn't really able to do a whole lot in terms of, you know, hiking or walking or anything. I was, you know, I was a big, I love being out in nature. I love hiking. I, you know, I love doing those things. So I was kind of, you know, still recovering from that. And I was taking, I think eight or nine prescription medicines at that time every day. And now I have eliminated five or six of those medications. I'm only taking wow. three per day. So, and I am hiking up to seven miles at a time, That's you know, amazing. mountains and yeah, it's just, it's, it's absolutely incredible. And my life is just beautiful and wonderful and I'm thriving. And, and just to make sure they know this has just really happened in the last year. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's, I mean, not, not that you haven't had medical help, but the last year is you, you had a different thought process, right? You had a different set of concepts that you were focusing on. Yeah. And, and, you know, the medical stuff, I mean, the surgeries, yes, they were, they were necessary. They were, you know, acute conditions that needed help, but it was when I really started to look beyond Western medicine and look at what, what can I do? What can I take control of to help you know, move in a direction of healing. And that's when the actual real healing, it wasn't just me putting band-aids on anymore by taking right, all these right. medicines that were cover, covering things up and just kind of like hanging in there and, you know, waiting for the other shoe to drop. This is now me saying, all right, I'm going to take my power back. I'm going to do everything in my power. And it, and it has been a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it has been, there's been a lot that I've put into it, but I would do it all over again, obviously. Well, let me ask you this. Did you yeah. start the podcast almost a year ago now 
to do the healing or did you do the podcast and the healing came when you started interviewing these people? The, the latter. Yeah. Oh, so okay. when I started it, it's funny because I'm actually thinking about rebranding my podcast. It's called The Chronically Courageous. And it starts with an intro that talks about me being crouched on the floor of my office, ready to pass out and all, you know, kind of like this victim mindset. And that's uh-huh. very much where I was when I when I started it. And I'm in a very different place now. I'm in a, in a very empowered place. I keep saying the word empowered. That's No, but it's know. so appropriate, right? And it's yeah. so true. I mean, you're not a victim. And and um, and if people can understand that have been in your position, right, that you think you're a victim because you think you have no control over your outside circumstances, but look at what you've done. So tell, tell us about that journey. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think the biggest thing, Paula, is people need to have hope. And, you know, okay. you take that away and... Where do you go with that? You know, if you don't just have that as a a starting point to start, you know, stepping your way back up. And when I started to hear these stories of people doing their healing, that was where I I got hope. I'm like, well, gosh, if they can do it, then who says I can't? I love that. Right. And it, and it's just these little, these little steps toward, um, and the coincidences, right. I mean, you didn't start out to say, I'm going to have these people on that healed themselves. Yes. But were you trying to find people that had been chronically ill? Is that what your, the podcast was basically the premise was? My, my initial intention was really to give people a voice and to share their stories of chronic illness and, you know, and hopefully, you know, and give people some hope and, you know, some, maybe some little tidbits of things that had happened that were positive in their lives. But it was really because I had been so um, not heard when I was younger. I wanted people to have a voice. I wanted people, you know, because these invisible illnesses, people don't see it. They don't think it's real. You know, if your leg's not chopped off, they don't understand that like everything going in inside might be broken, but they don't see that. So that was my initial intent. But then our mutual friend, Ashley Goner, introduced me to someone. Oh, she's incredible. She's so great. She's such a blessing. And um, she introduced me to someone that had done, that gone through their healing process by the name of Rachel Barber. And that was when I had her on my show and I was like really intrigued and I started following her. And then I tried to get enrolled in one of her courses, but it was, there was something, it was a course more for like coaches that were going to be teaching uh other people to heal. And I wasn't, I wasn't there yet because I still needed to heal myself. But the person that I spoke to to sign up for the course said, well, I do coaching too. And I've been trained by her. So why don't I coach you? So I was like, okay, sure. Sounds great. I just, I just wanted a place to start. I want right, 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 right. Sure. You know, so we went through this whole process, you know, like I said, a lot of the brain rewiring, a lot of it was emotional healing because what people don't realize is that beneath the physical ailments, there's such an emotional component. And, you know, I had been through, you know, the, the, the chronic illness is one part of my story, but I shared with you, I went through a 10 year court battle with my son's father mm-hmm. that was very, very contentious. And, you know, and prior to that, of, of, and that can be just as destructive as anything physical, uh, right? I mean, it oh, well, to your physical problems, but it oh completely God. does. It completely does. And, you know, before that, a domestic violence situation. And, you know, so it's like, an addiction. I mean, you name it. It's like, I have been through the school of life, but I I don't regret any of it. And I don't feel sorry for myself for even half a second because it's all brought me exactly to where I am right now, which is such an amazing, beautiful place. And it's just such a, such a beautiful place to be because I now have all these experiences where I can relate to other people 
that are going through these types of things and I can have the empathy and the compassion and and give them hope because I can say, listen, I was there and I can show them videos of me in a wheelchair and videos of me, you know, crying in a hospital bed and things and and say, listen, this is where I was. You see, you see what you see now, but that wasn't always the case. And I can give them hope. And that is a beautiful gift. And the fact that we can become grateful for the negative things that happened in our lives in the past because it's brought us where we are and what we have to share, that in and of itself changes our past, right? It changes it from something where we're a victim to something we're extremely grateful for and that we can use that to your advantage and to how many other people's advantage. I mean, you have no idea how many people that you've changed, Bonnie. I mean, maybe not just have listened to your podcast, but you've changed the people that listen to it and then the, the, the ripple effect. I love the ripple effect. I love... Uh. You know, um, the fact that you showed up, and that's what I want everybody to understand. You know, Bonnie showed up. I showed up. We had no idea anybody was going to listen to us. Exactly. <laughs> or exactly. we would have a platform or anything. But if you just show up, the amazing thing is the universe shows you the next step. Like you said, you found Ashley, and then she found you, Rachel, and then you found something else. I, I love it when we, you know, when we connect all the dots. That's beautiful. And, you know, and now I am changing the course of my life. And now I'm going on to be a coach. I'm actually co-coaching a course right now with a beautiful group of women and teaching them to heal, which has been an incredible experience. And, you know, I mean, it's just each, it's just really follow that nudge, I guess is my biggest advice is like, things come to you for a reason. There are no coincidences. And if you just really pay attention, and for so much of my life, I didn't. I just pushed everything away and I said, all right, this is this is what I'm supposed to do. And this is what my, you know, people expect of me. So I'm just going to keep continuing down this very regular path. And, you know, once we start listening to our intuition, right, that, uh, that, that still small voice, because how many times do we just beat the shit out of it? <laughs> totally. Oh, my I gosh. I mean, you know, for five years, my little still small voice kept saying, you don't want to practice law anymore. And, you know, if you it's it's scary. I mean, there's a fear there, right, that mm -hmm. if you listen to it, you have to do something different and we're in a comfortable place and you don't want to do anything different. When do you think that you really started listening to your intuition? Gosh, um, I would say probably about a year, a year, a year ago. Isn't is that approximately, amazing? And that's when the healing started, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I started to really start to love myself and realize what I am worthy of and what I'm deserving of. And I also have to say, I have an amazing man in my life, my fiance that, you know, we've been together three years and he showed me what I'm deserving of. And that I think that too, the power of love and with regard to healing is huge. I mean, you know, love is one of the most healing energies there is. But well, don't you so, think it's the only energy there is, right? There's love. I mean, or gosh, love, right? There's love yeah. or fear, and we're afraid, and that's that's where the stress comes in, and that's where the you know the anxiety, and that's where the dis-ease comes in. Yeah. You know, one thing I always found that you have to be kind of at the bottom of the barrel before you start listening to your intuition. And, you know, Absolutely. you you were not, you were in a wheelchair. You were not physically capable of doing much at all. And I think, you know, I think we have to get really bad before we pay attention to. It's true. I mean, I, I got knocked on the head so many times, Paula, I can't tell you. I mean, it's. And, you know, until it was like, I literally couldn't even function. That was, you know, that was 
and I didn't even, I, and I didn't even listen then. I literally like was called into the office of one of the executives and they were like, listen, Bonnie, we know you're, you know, you just got this diagnosis. You're really sick. You're not, you know, it's just, it just really doesn't make sense for you to be here right now. And I, I couldn't disagree. I mean, I couldn't argue with it. I, I was doing, you know, I'd be falling asleep on the way to work. I'd be so exhausted Aww. and, you know, just, you know, like a zombie at my desk. So, so you kind of yeah. had to have everything pulled out from underneath you mm -hmm. physically, your, your job and everything before. And, you know, we talked about this when I was on your show, the word surrender, right? Mm, I yes. hated that word because it meant to me yeah. that I was losing. And when I got to the point, I, when you surrender, when you have nothing else you can do, right. Absolutely. And you surrender to that, that bigger, that bigger universe, that source God, um, that that's when the magic happens when we don't try to control it right exactly exactly i yeah i mean and it took it took a lot because i am very stubborn i Me admit too. <laughs> i'm so stubborn and bossy. i'm real bossy and <laughs> point that you just say i can't do it anymore and let them yeah. how to do it yeah i mean it literally like i was just physically you know completely exhausted and drained and i i I had lost all my power i just didn't have anything left in me so i i had no choice but to surrender well and, and you lost this this non-existent power this power that we think we have mm, to control outside circumstances but the power that flows to and through us can never be lost that's what we're surrendering to why does it take us so long to figure that out you know, yeah, I mean, I think people's biggest breakthroughs come from being taken down as far as they <laughs> taken can go. Down, and, uh -huh. You know, and unfortunately, I think that's for so many people, that is that is when the breakthroughs happen. I mean, so many, you know, and that's why that's why I say everything that I've been through has been a gift, because uh -huh. if we just go through life and everything's like, la -dee -da, and we're just kind of floating along and everything's good and every day is sunny and, you know, everything's coming really easily to us. Where's the contrast? How do you even appreciate the good when when all you're seeing is is that there's there's no you know I have so much gratitude for you know being able to when I when I'm able to get there out there and hike a mountain that is I mean every second of that is just uh, just living in complete gratitude and you know and having this man in my life when I, I had a man that was abusive before and now having this man that treats me like an absolute queen and is the most absolute loving unconditionally loving human being I have ever met in my life and to have that is just it's, it's just it's magic and and couldn't yeah. that be because you started loving yourself unconditionally so that's what you attracted which yeah. is a hard concept to wrap your head around but I think when you change the way you felt about yourself then then you were able to accept that love from somebody else yeah yeah I mean I you know I had kind of abused my body for so long and just pushed it and you know even though I was so sick I would go to the gym and work out like a crazy person and I was making oh, wow. myself more and more sick you know and I mean I dropped I Paula I was so dizzy one day I dropped a 25 pound weight on my foot and wound up in the emergency room oh, no. and yeah I mean so you know it was just I just didn't know how to love myself I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing myself and what do you, know, you think was what do you think was the catalyst to make you change a little bit to start loving yourself I guess I, I realized it wasn't working um <laughs> I mean, it, clear, it clearly was, yeah, clearly was not working. But, you know, I think part of it was just, you know, 
being with this, this man that just made me feel so safe and loved. Wow. And, you know, I, I, I don't think I ever felt safe in my life. I was always, I was living in so much fear, fear of not being loved, fear of not being, you know, financially um, secure, fear of, you know, not belonging, all of these things. And not he just, healthy. fear of not being yeah. healthy. And it just, you know, it, exemplified itself in your body mm -hmm. and you know and, and the other thing is he stood by me through he saw a lot of things with regard to my health i mean when, when we first met i was not in the best place i mean he's you know he was with me through my my hip replacement and through several epidurals and many emergency room visits and many doctor's visits and a major diagnosis so what, I guess when I saw that I'm lovable and I'm worthy of love, oh, wow. even with all of this, you know, it's like, that was kind of, that was a big awakening for me. Just knowing that, okay, I, I am deserving of love just because I have all of these things going on doesn't mean that I am not worthy. So seeing so that. How just, did you meet him? I'd love to hear this story, especially <laughs> if you were sick back then. Yeah. So it's actually, um, the, the story itself is a little lackluster, but <laughs> make something um, up. So, it sounds good. <laughs> so, so this is, it's kind of funny actually. So we were both doing online dating and oh. we were both um, on Tinder. And then we went off of Tinder because people were like, Oh, it's just a hookup site. And, you know, we were in our forties and we weren't looking for a hookup at this point <laughs> in our lives. You know, that wasn't what we so wanted. I'm we wanted the real deal. I'm pretty sure I know what hookup means, but I don't really <laughs> want the definition, but okay. You didn't want that. So, okay. Yeah, no, we didn't want that. So, okay. but separately, you know, we were going about our separate lives and he had a cousin that had met the love of her life through Tinder. And she said, you know, you just don't know who you're going to meet. You should really go back mm -hmm. on and give it a try. And likewise, in my life, a friend of mine said, oh, I met this amazing man and you should really go back on it. And, and we both did. And that's how we met. And, wow. you know, I love and it's that story, but think about the coincidence that it took mm -hmm. that you were both at the same time that you got on, the, you know, I don't even know how it works, but there, there's yeah. got to be a huge universe thing working there for you guys to have found each other. 100%. And, and it's, and there's been so many more coincidences. Both of our, our mothers went to the same, I think the same high school. Our fathers grew up in the same area of New oh, York. Okay. I mean, it, it's just, yeah, pretty great. And our kids went to the same religious school unbeknownst to us. So it was, yeah, there were definitely, so like how many times did our paths cross and we just didn't, I love that. that. We just uh -huh. didn't know. And, but they and he was married the right now. They crossed at the right time now, right? They crossed at the right time and he was married for 18 years. So of course, you know, he was off the market and then he, you know, he came onto the market, but you know, we always talk about, <laughs> we always talk about, you know, gosh, you know, at first we were like, gosh, it would have been nice if we met earlier and we didn't have to go through all this. But then we're like, no, you know, we met at exactly the right time mm -hmm. because now we have this appreciation for each other that we wouldn't otherwise have had, had we just had it easy and things had just kind of fallen into place. But, you know, because we've both been where we were and we were in unhappy marriages, now we appreciate that much more the relationship that we have. That is so true. So does, is he on this journey with you? Does he get the neuroplasticity and uh, weird he, stuff you and I talk about? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's um he's partially on this journey. Yeah, uh -huh. He's very very supportive. You know, he's told me actually a couple of weeks ago I was like, "Honey, you know, I know I'm getting into some pretty crazy stuff. I don't want <laughs> you to think I'm nuts." He goes, "Bonnie, I will never 
say anything that you're doing is weird or crazy as long as it's helping you. So deal, you know, there is this rabbit hole. <laughs> go down a little farther and it's true, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you know, the neuroplasticity of, of Dr. Joe and then Bruce Lipton and his cellular biology and there's so much science behind it. And and um although it does sound weird, you know, I don't teach anything that I can't prove with validation and documentation with science, but it does right. sound weird, right? When people it does. Are, and then, you know, then you get into like talking to your spirit guides and all that stuff. That's like next level stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, but he, um, he's very, he's very accepting. And he actually, he's told me he would love to go to a Joe Dispenza event with me. So that's, that's in our future for sure. Me too. I mean, oh, let's all do it together. Is, you, know, you gotta get there the minute it goes online. Cause it, gets you know taken up immediately and um yep so i saw him at sedona what a year and a half ago uh, greg braden were there oh my god i would have ran away with both of them amazing oh my <laughs> gosh i'm so jealous older than them and married but uh, they were wonderful i just loved them they're just, uh, they're just amazing what an incredible experience yeah that's oh, definitely was. on my list that yeah. is definitely and hopefully on my list. soon we can all go back to doing that so tell us what you would tell our viewers what they can do to kind of start this journey that you've been on because there's so many people out there that are desperate for this information and desperate is probably the word the worst word we could use right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. tell people how they can hopefully right and courageously start this journey yeah i mean you know, I, a little self-promotion here. I'm going to say, listen to my journey, listen to my yes. podcast, and you'll oh, hear the progression. To, I want you to tell them, yes. Right? I mean, the chronically courageous, you'll you'll hear the progression of my journey from, you know, when I started the podcast and kind of where I was. And, you know, I talked a lot about my all my conditions and all my diagnoses and all my symptoms and all of those things. And now I am so much more focused on my healing and how can we all heal together? And I share a lot of different modalities. I have all kinds of experts come in from, you know, brain rewiring to energy healing to Ayurveda and just all different types of modalities. So I would say that's a really good starting point. There's just a ton of gold in there on how I did it and how I'm going through my journey and all the different things that I've done. Um, I also think Joe Dispenza is, is golden. He's a wonderful place to start. Um, the Heal documentary, I would say, is also really, really inspiring. There's a documentary showing a bunch of people that went through the process, like with a Joe Dispense. Joe Dispense is part of it, but it shows the power of our ability to heal. And I think that if we can just see that and witness the fact that, yes, other people are doing this and it's very much a possibility, that's all we need is that glimmer of hope. And yes. then we just kind of step up from there. Yeah. Because I don't think, I mean, not that you weren't looking for it, but that was not the purpose of you talking to these people. I think people start out with, they want to talk to other people because somehow they, they think they're going to get sympathy and they're on this energy level, right? Mm -hmm. But you were able to see something bigger and attract the the solution yes. uh, because if all we do is if we're in the problem if everybody is is unhealthy and they're in the problem they'll never get out of it you were able to uh somehow manifest a solution that came to you mm -hmm. um on such a positive level right yeah i mean it's you know it's 
like the law of attraction. I mean, what we focus on grows, right? So if we focus on, oh, I'm in pain. Oh, I feel sick. Oh, I have this diagnosis and it's never going to get better. And yeah, you're going to, you're going to feel like crap every day. I mean, you know, every day, I, I can't remember what the exact number is. I want to say we get like 5,000, maybe more than that new cells every day. So if in the morning we wake up and we, we instruct those cells through our, our mind to say, oh, you know, I'm sick. And, you know, so let's, let's all go ahead and be sick. Then yeah, that's what they're going to do. But if you give those cells the message that I am healthy and vibrant and well, and I am going to just attack this day and, and do great things and be, you know, full of energy and life force, then your cells will listen to that. So I love that. And you know, it's one moment at a time. It's every moment you can think of to remind yourself what you just said, that I'm healthy, that my cells are growing and and they're taking care of themselves and us i mean it's moment to moment it's not a huge oh my god to go go get a degree in something right it's just right. being aware being aware in the moment in the present moment that that is possible and reach for those feelings because it's all frequency right that's what absolutely absolutely and you know and I'm not perfect. I still have my moments where I, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling really tired or I'm in pain or something like that. And it's, you know, but it's like Gabby Bernstein is one of the people that I love to follow. And she I talks just have about her book right over here. I just read uh, it. Which one has my back? Yes. I yes. love that one. I love that one. And, you know, she talks about the choose again method. So in any moment, we can kind of catch ourselves in that moment when we've said something to ourselves or just even in our minds played over a negative brain loop. And we can choose again and say, you know, kind of erase, erase that. Let's right. start over. Right. I'm going to kind of, you know, let's do over. So, so I do that sometimes. I mean, you know, it's all, it's all learning. It's all growth. And, and it's yeah. being aware of where your mind is, right? We don't even know we're on that negative poor me, you know, spiral. But if we can stop ourselves, gives ourselves reminders to stop mm -hmm. during the day and take a big deep breath and, you know, reach for gratitude for what you've already got. Cause that's, that's how we're going to get more. And, um, if, if yes. you're thinking a negative thought, use a law of polarity and find out what the exact opposite and, and start at least putting some energy on that. I love that. Yeah. And I love reminders too. I mean, you know, just here, just as an example, I'm, I, people that are listening won't be able to see this, but I just recently did this. I got my, um, I'm holding up a hydro flask to, you know, it's what I drink out of all day. And I put all these little stickers all over it. I you know, one it. says make today worthy and there's always hope and keep going and enjoy every moment and all these different positive affirmations. And, you know, if we're just constantly in that space of, you know, reinforcing all the good, then, you know, that's where our mind's going to go. So just really try, you know, having an environment where you're just constantly bombarded by all good things, you know, just having a clean, you know, just workspace. inviting environment. Yeah. yeah. Clean workspace, a clean effort, you know, just getting out in nature, just, you know, surrounding yourself with positive people, positive information. You know, I listen to probably five podcasts a day. Wow. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Good for you. I, I do it on my walks. I do it when I'm, you know, getting, you know, showering. I do, you know, I have a radio in my shower. I like when I'm making breakfast, I do it all day long. And I just, you know, and that's the thing is I'm just constantly feeding myself with positive 
energy and positive look information. look at what it's done for you. That's just amazing. It's amazing. I mean, you know, I mean, you just walked up to the top of a mountain and a year ago, you couldn't even yeah. get out of bed. I just, yeah. you're such an inspiration. And you're an inspiration to everyone. You don't have to be chronically ill to appreciate this information, right? Because if we're, if we're all happy, that's great. But the, the, the ones that need this inspiration, you're, you're, you're here for a reason. And Thank you so much for showing up. I, I just, of course, I, thank I you love, for having I, me. Well, I mean, showing up in life, right? Showing up, <laughs> showing up and saying that something can be better and do more and how many people's lives are going to change is just going to be amazing. So how can people get a hold of you? First of all, thank you for saying that, Paula. That's really my, you know, that is my life's purpose to help change lives, to help inspire people, to give people hope and to help people to heal. So <clears throat> that is what lights me up and that's what keeps me going. And, you know, it's, I think if we have a purpose that's so much bigger than ourselves, that is really the biggest motivation we can have. Yeah, so, I love that. I just, uh, I'm reading um, the, the the Game of Life and How to Play It. Ah. So it's Florence Chauvel Shin. I mean, it was written in 1925. It was before even uh, like uh, Think and Grow Rich. But um, I, I said this today on my training, but I wanted to, this is such a great, this is from Paul in the, in the New Testament. He says, there's a place that you are to fill and no one else can fill. Something you are to do where no one else can do. And I just love that. If we understood how precious that we were and how much we came here to do something and step into it, the universe is going to fill in the gaps. And you did that. You had the courage to do that. And man, I mean, you, you had the courage to be from a position you could hardly move to getting into this. So thank you for your courage and thank you for the ability to be able to communicate that to people because thank you you're so going to change so many lives you already have that's that's my hope that is my hope so yeah so you asked how people can find me um Please. so my name is bonnie Fleisch, fleischman howard i go by bonnie howard but on facebook it's bonnie fleischman howard and then on instagram it's the chronically courageous which is also the name of my podcast which can be found on any place podcasts are found you know spotify apple stitcher you name it it's out there you can even you can even ask alexa to play the chronically courageous and she'll do it because <laughs> it's on and Amazon. And you can say too. the name because she'll talk to you or something. <laughs> she'll, well, then she'll start playing it right now. <laughs> okay, I got to tell you, Alexa and I are not friends. So there you go. I'm not even going <laughs> to. I don't want anybody listening to what I'm saying. And now that you have to spell it, but uh, yeah, so, so it's right. available on that. Yeah. I'm so excited. They can get a hold of it no matter what. Yes. Yes. So um, yeah. So I will be uh hosting some uh, future coaching programs that people can get involved in so that they can learn how to heal the way that I did. And uh, it's my hope to get on some stages. I've been on plenty of podcasts, but it's my hope to get on some stages as well and do some speaking and, you know, just really, again, share the, share the hope, share the love, share the inspiration and uh, help one person at a time to heal. I love it. And stay in touch with Bonnie because I think she's going places and Bonnie, you and I are going to stay in touch with each other because absolutely there's a reason we found each other. And I so appreciate you being on my show and sharing this with my, with my listeners. So thank you so much, Bonnie. I appreciate you. I appreciate you and I appreciate your time. Ah, thank you, Paula. I really thank appreciate you, you too. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we'll right. be right back. And we are back. I just love Bonnie. I love her message. I love her journey. I love her story. 
I love the fact that she decided to do a podcast when she was extremely ill, not necessarily going to do it to make herself better, but the fact that she actually took an action step, not knowing how it was going to turn out, and followed her intuition and had guests on that gave her information, and she used that information, and she kept going on the journey. And now she's to the point that she can literally hike seven miles and go up a mountain, which is more than I can do. So I love her spirit. I love the information. And I love her tenacity that she stayed with it. All of those things are things that we can all do all day, every day. And it's moment to moment of making a decision that we're going to think a better thought, that we're going to know there's something better out there, that we're going to go for the hope, and that we're going to stay in our present moment, and we're going to pay attention to coincidences. Our intuition is trying to talk to us. Start paying attention to it until it, you know, I didn't until it started screaming at me. So stay in the moment, quiet your mind, try to stay quiet, a quieted mind and listen to what the universe has to tell you, what God has to tell you, what your intuition has to tell you. It's all the same thing. And then take those baby steps. It means the world to me that you took your time and energy to listen to this entire episode of The Chronically Courageous. If you know others that would benefit from listening, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your podcast player of choice. I welcome your feedback and questions. So please email me at bonnie at thechronicallycourageous.com. That's B-O-N-N-I at thechronicallycourageous.com. As always, I'm sending you so much love, happiness, and healing.